All right. Welcome to Mechanations Overboost, a podcast interview series featuring discussions with Mecha Game speedrunners about their interest in all things Mecha. I'm your host, PMC Trilogy. With me today is Tapioca, uh, known for speedrunning Zone of the Enders and Zone of the Enders, the second runner, among other things. Uh, Tapioca, how are you? Uh, I'm doing great today. A uh, fine. Are you still? Are you still uh, glowing in the? In the aftermath of your Razor Freestyle scooter run at AGDQ 2020? Well, I'm waiting for someone to comment on that video. <laughs> I monitor it. I'm a gremlin. No, that's extremely fair. I mean, that's uh, it, in case the listener, you're not familiar with what's going on, the, there was a news story where the, uh, the GDQ YouTube videos for this year's event did not have the comments uh, turned on right away. And apparently it was due to a, a YouTube moderation issue. Uh, now those have been turned on, and I've seen a lot of runners who had runs at the event uh, sort of waiting waiting for things to turn out. Uh, but unfortunately, a scooter is not a mech as, as much as I, I wish it could be. So anyway, before we before we dive in, so I, I, I think the most, of, most of our discussion is going to be focused on uh, Zone of the Enders, uh, the speedrun history, especially your, your involvement with it. But before we get to there... I wanted to ask if do you have a history with mech stuff prior to that. Were you a fan of any, you know, shows, uh, maybe, you know, a Gundam show or, or Power Rangers or any other games before you got into speedrunning Zone of the Enders? Uh, not really at all, honestly. Like I saw, you know, I've watched Neon Genesis Evangelion, like practically everyone else. Are you a but fan? Aside from that. Hmm? Uh, do you like Evangelion? Uh, I mean, you know, I watched it. I watched the movie. It was fine. Okay. I'm not the biggest fan in the world honestly i've never had that much involvement in in mech stuff before zone of the enders that's kind of my main thing so did you play that game casually before getting into it as a speed game yeah um i played well i bought the hd version which has you know both games on it Mm -hmm. and i played the first game and since the first game is so short it kind of just naturally begs the question you know how short can i make this so that's sort of how I got into it. Oh, so so you never played the the PS2 version? No, I first played in on HD. Okay, interesting. Um, and then you said so you you just got it as a casual game. How quickly did you go from playing it casually to speedrunning it? Um, I think the same day. To be honest, I think I beat the game, and then that evening I played it again. And so that was so, so okay. So you did speedrun. That was going to be one of my questions. Was uh, did you speedrun Zone of the Enders 1 before moving on to 2? Yeah, I ran the first game for, I think, over a year before picking up the second. Okay, cool. Was there a big scene for speedrunning it at the time that you picked it up for the first game? Uh, no, there was basically no scene. There had been a couple of runs uh, dating back to, you know, SDA times, 2000s, stuff like that. But nobody was actively running the game at the time. Okay, how how useful were those older runs? To be honest, not that useful. Um, I mean, their runs, like the game, you basically just play through the game, but fast is what the speedrun is. So as long as you know how to get through the game casually, from there, most of the fight strats are things that I just came up with myself. Right, so, okay, so in terms of, you know, I like to divide speedrunning into sort of uh, three three activities, and I'm, I'm borrowing a bit from Omnigamer's speedrun science book here and sort of dividing things into discovery, routing, and execution. Uh, and it sounds like, in terms of discovery, 
maybe the the two big things were, were answering the question like what is the quickest path to the end of the game and then also what is the most effective way to fight the bosses yeah those are pretty much the two components of the game okay and now i uh, i was looking up some statistics i was doing a little little research beforehand and i think i saw so for for zone of the enders there are three categories there's there's any percent easy any percent normal and any percent very hard and now you yeah. you've done all three of those right right yeah are there any big differences among them um so very hard is kind of an obnoxious category for that game uh it's basically the same run uh the only difference is bosses take longer to kill and towards the end of the game on very hard uh all of the enemies will just sort of kill you in one shot if they want to so it becomes a whole lot more random than an easy run but normal as a category isn't that different from easy it's basically the same thing but a lot of older runs were done on normal so the category exists almost more as like a legacy thing to be honest than anything else yeah i, I noticed that so as a little history for your time with, with uh spear running the zone of the enders and this will come up with our discussion of zone of the enders too uh but i did notice that uh someone who was on your couch so you speed ran Zone of the Enders, the second runner at AGDQ 2018, and I was I watched that video in preparation for doing this interview, and I noticed that Carcinogen SDA was on your couch, uh, and I, so he he has speed run at uh, percent normal in Zone of the Enders one. I didn't realize that he had a history with the series. Yeah, he did that run pretty close to when I did that uh, Zone of the Enders 2 run at GDQ. That's why he was on my couch. Actually, I saw I had recently verified that run, I think, so I knew he knew some stuff. He actually had run the game from back in the SDA days, like a long time ago. Okay. So he has some history with the series. That's really cool. That's really, really neat. So we talked about the boss strategies are a big deal. I wanted to ask, so I... I am familiar. I'll, I'll put myself into the interview for a brief moment just to mention that I did briefly learn the any percent easy route. And I wanted to ask, uh, in particular, at the end, there's a sequence where the player is supposed to disarm bombs to prevent a space colony from exploding. And in the any percent easy route, we just blow up the bombs because it's faster to do that. It's a faster way to get rid of them. Does that strat persist in the any percent normal and any percent very hard categories? Uh, nope. On higher difficulties, those bombs will just immediately kill you if you blow them up. Okay, yeah. That's what I thought. I was just really curious. It's, it's interesting to me. I understand when you do different categories, sometimes the, you know, the differences can be, for example, amount of health or amount of damage you do versus the amount of damage enemies do. Um, but it's always, I, I think it's the most interesting when different, uh, you know, difficulty categories have that extra, extra sort of routing change as a result. How much time mm-hmm. would you say that you've spent speedrunning the first Zone of the Enders? Uh, oh, God. Prob- honestly, not as much as you'd think since I've been doing it for so many years, but probably, I don't know, maybe around 100 hours. Mm-hmm. And that, <laughs> was it worth it? How do you feel about uh, it? Two was worth it. Two was worth it. One was not worth it. <laughs> One's now, not great. I so looking at the leaderboard, and I know I've I think I've discussed this with you previously. The Xbox 360 version off the HD collection is considered the fastest version for RTA timing. Yeah, it's faster because of loads as well as lag. 
All right, well, let's move on to the more interesting, perhaps the more interesting speed run, which is the Zone of the Enders, the second runner. Now, you said you moved on to that pretty quickly after speedrunning the first game, right? Um, it was, it was like a year. It was a long time. I didn't have any intentions of running the second game for a long time, really. And then I just picked it up one day. Was there anything in particular that motivated you to do that? Um, yeah, so this is a bit of a story, but, um, Please. I was, I was running Zone of the Enders 1. I was doing it on stream at the time. I was like grinding it out. And someone else had just recently picked up the game, a runner named Shadows Abyss. And he came into my chat and he had recently submitted a run. So we were like trying to build a community kind of. And he was talking about how he was going to pick up the sequel. And he was telling me, oh, you should pick up the sequel. It's so much better. It's so much better. And at this point, I had actually never played the sequel. Um, I played the first game casually and like half of the second. But then I just sort of bailed on the second because I wasn't feeling it at the time. Um, And I was at the time they were doing uh, GDQ was accepting submissions for AGDQ 2018. And I was thinking in the back of my head, oh, if this game is so much better, maybe I learn it real quick and then have a submission. So that's kind of what motivated me to pick up the game. I went from having never played it before to playing it, learning the speedrun, submitting it, and getting it into GDQ in, in all of about a week. Wow, that's amazing. So that would have been, I guess if it was AGDQ 2018, that would have been like yeah. the fall of 2017, right? Yeah, this was like September 2017 or so. And now with that run up, I guess I'll ask you some of the, the same questions. Uh, it sounds like from from talking to Shadows Abyss that maybe there was more of a, a run to start with here than there was with the first Zone of the Enders. Yeah, um, with Zone of the Enders 2, there was definitely, um, you know, Kekumen Shoyu, who was on my couch. Also, uh, all the high winds. Um, they had put a lot more work into the game probably than was ever put into Zone of the Enders 1 at the time. Um more with the normal category than easy easy was sort of you know not not explored yet but they had definitely put in time there was a lot more effort put into zone of the enders too for sure and now where does that where does that effort go i mean describe the run for me you know what what sort of strategies did they they find that you were able to use for your own running um so two is a lot more of a straightforward action game than one in terms of structure there's basically just levels you play through each level in a linear order um, and for each level and for each boss, there were a couple of strategies that already existed. Like one, when you're fighting uh, Leo, who's in the Vic Viper towards the beginning of the game, um, you can just put him in a corner and then spam one attack and he sort of gets caught in the corner and you can do the whole fight that way. Um, just different little strats like that for all the fights in the game. It's sort of already been developed. One thing that really impressed me when I watched, so I watched the whole as I mentioned before, the Zen of the Enders, the second runner, AGDQ 2018 VOD. And I noticed that uh, sub-weapons are a much bigger deal in Zen of the Enders, the second runner's speedrun, than in the first game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely are. In the first game, in the first game, they don't force them on you. You have to go out of your way to get them, so you don't really get any of them. In the second game, you get them as part of the story. So anything that can speed up the combat, you get to use, which is a lot more fun. Yeah, no. I, when I was watching, I you know I noticed that uh, Gauntlet was was very effective, especially since there were I think sequences like a canyon where it almost you know made sense to use it, like it was an intended effect of the weapon. And then uh, I think it was the laser weapons called the halberd in that game. Yeah, it's halberd. Yeah, and so then you get into the ammo management to make sure you have enough ammo to to defeat all the enemies quickly. Uh, it was definitely very interesting. Are, would you say the, the bosses are sort of a similar deal in Zone of the Enders 2? 
Um, they're way better in two than in one. In one, you mostly just stand around and like mash your weak attack, and that's enough damage to get through them. Uh, in two, they end up having a lot more tech than that because of like just typical action game stuff, like phase transitions and trying to manipulate that, skip cycles. There's all these different little smaller strats, a lot of which depend on RNG, but there are just a lot of different things you can do to the bosses to try to speed them up instead of just, you know, standing next to them and mashing the fire button like the first game. One strategy I really, really wanted to ask you about, which is probably, I think, one of the more swag strats that I saw in the AGDQ 2018 video, uh, you know, who developed and what's the history on using the vector cannon on top of Zycat? <laughs> um, that one, uh, that I believe was an all the high wind strat. That's that's an older strat than me with the game. But yes. um, so just to give the listener idea, the the, the vector cannon in Zone the Enders Two is this weapon that you sort of have to spend a really long time charging up, and also in addition, you have to charge it up while being uh, positioned on the ground. And so this fight against this enemy Zycat, Zycat's like this big sphere of all this moving parts and lasers and whatnot. And you really, really shouldn't be able to deploy this weapon because it's, it's a fight in the air. But I guess for the game's purposes that you're able to charge the cannon up while you stand on top of the boss's head and then you can like slide off and, and shoot him with it. Uh, it's very impressive looking to someone who hasn't tried to do it. Mm -hmm. that's so when i did that in the run that was a total swag strat there's no reason to do that on easy but as far as i'm aware i'm pretty sure that's still the strat that you do on normal because you need the extra damage so that was just something i mixed in because i had already screwed up the fight completely so i was like might as well (laughs) might as well might as well look good right no one will know i can recover this with categories for for zone the enders the second runner i i see that you've done any percent easy and any percent normal and both of those you've done uh on i guess it's ps3 right is ps3 better for this version of the game or Um, for this game i should say so it's a little weird between one and two um ps3 well so technically the remake is better but that's i haven't done runs on the remake okay so for ps3 is better than 360 so if you want to run both games, it used to be that you needed to own the 360 and the PS3 version of the same HD collection. But, you know, at the time I was doing the runs, yeah, PS3 was fastest. Now, is there a particular, is there a reason for that? Is there like a patch or something that came out that only affected two or something? Yeah, actually, that's exactly what happened. Um, <laughs> there was, so when the game launched, two was in a horribly broken state on both systems. And they went ahead and created a patch. A third-party company came in and patched the game. Only Zone of the Enders 2 and only on PS3, probably because like that version sold more or something. So it made the PS3 version not lag anymore, as well as like some visual improvements that don't really matter. But the lag and the loads are a big thing. When it comes to the HD versions of the Zone of the Enders games, and I guess this maybe also applies to the Mars version for Zone of the Enders 2, uh, are there other differences? Like, are there any extra rooms, extra bosses, or, you know, other gameplay tweaks? Uh, yeah, there's a bunch. Some some intended, some not. Um, like, they compared to the original PS2 version, um, they actually made an updated PS2 version called Special Edition, which was only released in Japan and Europe. And that adds a whole bunch of extra content. Um, it adds... It adds a bunch of rooms before you fight Inert. It adds a bunch of rooms after you fight... Uh, anubis for the first time and it adds a couple other fights as well um 
And then that content was carried over to the HD version and to Mars. Um, but then also that that patch to the HD version only on PS3 actually introduced a glitch in the inert fight that lets you keep him in a stun lock for the entire fight using phalanx. And that, as far as I can tell, is only possible because of that patch, or at least it was made much easier. Oh, so the inert nev- the, for the listener, the inert fight is this fight with kind of a spooky mech that like if i describe the the spooky scary skeletons of mecha fights this is more or less Mm -hmm. it and he constantly appears like an like an illusion out of the background but i i watched when i watched the agdq vod you were able to especially it was even easier in the second half of the fight where you're essentially in like a black abyss and you're able to to stun lock him and just take out his whole health bar without having to do this long cinematic kojima sequence yeah, fun fact about him, that mech was actually designed by Kazuma Kaneko, who uh, does all of the designs for Shin Megami Tensei. Oh, like that's a, extremely a cool. artist on the, on the game or something. Yeah. It's me- got a really different look. Mechanical designer, I, I gotta tell you, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're a fan of mechs, uh, a really important thing to do when you read the credits for any anime or game is to pay attention to, to who is the mechanical designer, because those are the people that are coming up with the mech designs. And the, the more I've paid attention to that, the more I've been able to discover, you know, other things that have cool mechs in them. Uh, so that's always, always a good thing to look at for sure. Well, now that you now that you maybe have brought that up, <clears throat> I have to ask: uh, What is your favorite mech in the Zen of the Enders games? Um, you know, it might be Inert. Honestly, it might be. He's got like the mech has just like a giant, almost I want to describe it as like a marble statue on the head, like a like a Roman marble statue. It's it's really out there compared to all the other ones. Mm, okay, I, that's fair. I'm trying to think of who I would have gone with. I I feel like I would have gone maybe for um, I feel like Arjet like uh, has always been sort of my favorite just because of the whole, especially the the attack animation where uh, she does that, that long laser attack and like makes herself mm-hmm. invulnerable. I always thought that would looked looked really sick. Well, actually, I should ask though about Zone of the Enders too. Uh, you mentioned that you have not played the uh, Mars version. Do you have any plans to go and, and hit that version of the game? Um, I have played Mars. I own it on PS4, but it's the load times on PS4 are insanely bad. So it's faster if you're playing on PC. Okay, but you, I guess maybe and you don't I, have my P- PC is not good enough. Yeah, so. yeah. No, that's that is always always an issue. Uh, yeah, I've played Mars. It's good. It's a good version for sure. All right, so maybe maybe down the road then, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, all right. So I already asked you what your favorite mech in Zen of the Enders was. Do you have any other uh, any total favorite mech from anything? From you know, was there a mech from Evangelion or you know from some other uh, you know thing that you would maybe say is uh, your your top mech? Um, you know, I'm always probably going to be biased in favor of Metal Gear Rex. You know, pretty basic answer, but Metal Gear Rex is just great. No, I respect that. I think uh, the Rex and Ray designs are are really timeless in a way that I couldn't possibly have anticipated at the time I played those games as a kid. Here's like the a, fight here's... with them in four. It's that's just great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's that is actually really that's very satisfying when you do the fight with uh, where you pilot Rex and you fight a Ray. Mm-hmm. Especially given the whole premise, right? That the 
the ray was supposed to be an anti-rex weapon yeah now a fun question i have is do you have like a favorite i'm I'm a big person for names i like asking about like technical terms do you have like a favorite name for a mech you know i think in the zone of the ender series they're called orbital frames yeah and uh, but then you have lots of variations you know mobile suit and gundam vertical tank and steel battalion the wanzer in front <laughs> mission uh do you have a favorite name for for a type of mech um you know maybe it's just orbital frame i'm not sure i'm not the world's biggest mech expert um orbital frame as a name has always struck me as kind of odd because they never go out into space so they're never actually like orbiting anything no that's extremely fair but, it, it, you know even the entire zone of the enders universe you're pretty much always on i mean you're either in the space colony or you're on mars or you're or what's the moon is it uh io um in the beginning of the zone of the enders too in the beginning of two that is callisto it's callisto close enough right same it's jupiter and then you're on i think phobos at the end of two okay. mars of uh, moon of mars right right which leads me to my next question in zone of the enders the fist of mars oh no <laughs> you are on the surface of mars do you have any plans to to play that game to be able to be the first person to do a zone of the enders series anthology well, I think you know the answer to that one, Trilogy. Um, <laughs> I will do it when you do it. All right, that's fair, folks. You, you've heard it here. There is a, a suicide pact that if if IPMC Trilogy decide to do a speedrun of Zone of the Enders, The Fist of Mars, which is a strategy RPG for the Game Boy Advance, which I don't think was really worked on by any of the same people that made... No, it was not. Yeah, the Zone of the Enders 1 and Zone of the Enders the second runner. Uh, But I have briefly started, and uh, it's an interesting game because it's... I mean, it's a strategy RPG, but it also has... uh, you know, you know how like when uh, Fire Emblem, if you do, you play that game, and when you attack, you get to see the nice animation, and, and chances are you miss, and the enemy crits you, and you die, which you know usually how playing Fire Emblem works. Uh, but in Zone of the Enders: The Fist of Mars, there's a short real time sequence, right, where, where where you have to like aim or do something to evade the enemy's attack. Uh, very strange, but I guess that'll be uh, a, a Zone of the Enders speedrun adventure for another time. Yeah, it was it was developed, I think, by Ban Presto, who does like the Super Robot Wars games. So I think a lot of the stuff like that is is shared with those. I Could think that's be, yeah. No, I'm not I'm not too too familiar with those. Although um, on the you know one, one of the other Mechanations co-hosts, uh, Ignis, has been playing the recently uh, released Super Robot Wars for Switch, and I'm sure I'll be hearing hearing more about that game as things go forward. Uh, so. In an effort to add a little connective tissue to this podcast, a sub-series, I wanted to maybe get out of you, and, and you can think on this a little bit, but I wanted to get out of you a, uh, a mecha-related question that I could ask the next guest on this podcast series. If you, oh, if you, God. Yeah, if you could ask someone a question related to, to mecha... You know, it could be anything like favorite, favorite attack, or you know, favorite uh, like gun or sword, or you know, anything like that, or pilot. Right? I mean, it doesn't even have to be related to the mecha itself. Um, do you have one that you would you would give to me so that I could ambush the next guest? All right. 
here, ambush the next guest with this one. I guess the question would be just what is the strongest mecha, just period, that you are aware of? That's very good. If they were all in a fight, who wins? Yeah, what is the strongest mecha? A fine question. Uh, do you have any future games or uh, series involving mech stuff that you're interested in for the future? Well, Fist of Mars, of course. Fist of um, Mars. Aside from that, I've always been kind of interested in Metal Gear Solid stuff. Um, particularly 4 and 5, for some reason, have appealed to me from a speedrunning sense. I think because they're a bit less explored than the others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I no, I, I have to say, I'm, I've been really impressed with that speedrun community. They do, I think, a really, really good job of organizing their stuff. Uh, so I'm definitely I I almost thought about looking into one because the PC port of one is so so busted. Uh, I ended mm. up kind of pulling back because I ended up looking at the boss fights and being reminded of the boss fights in Zen of the Enders one, <laughs> uh, which which caused me to quickly quickly bail on that. Uh, I did want to relay to you some exciting news that came out today, which I thought that you might appreciate. Uh, there was a uh, so in the issue the February sixth, twenty twenty issue of Famitsu, which is released today, January twenty third. Uh, there was a thirty page feature on Kojima Productions, so the fourth anniversary of that studio. And one of the things that the there so there was a five I think a four or five page interview with Kojima and Yoji Shinkawa as a part of that feature, and one thing they did say in the interview is uh, they mentioned how Death Stranding has a lot of different weapons, but few mecha. So Kojima wants to make something with mecha to give some mecha design work to Shinkawa. They mentioned how this could be an anime project, as it takes a lot of work, but would be slightly easier to do than a game project. Uh, so would you would, would you be down for a Kojima-Shinkawa team-up for anything mecha-related? Dude, I'd be down for sure. This is the first I'm hearing of that. Um, As I said, it just came out today. This is uh, I'm reading mm-hmm. this from Dual Shockers, and, and it seems like they they just did a a translation from the uh, the Famitsu issue that that just came out. Mm-hmm. That's interesting though, because um, supposedly uh, Kojima he had his most involvement with the first game, and then with Zone of the Enders two. I think the story goes that it was mostly written by Shuyo Murata. Um, and Kojima just sort of has his name on the box at that point. But it's interesting because if you look at the plots between those two games, uh, Zone of the Enders 1, at least in my opinion, is much more interesting <laughs> than the second one in terms of just like the lore. Not that they don't get into it that much, but they establish a lot of very uh, strange lore in the first game. So seeing those two pair up again in a mecha project would probably be interesting. Yeah, no, absolutely. I have to agree. Which do you think is which do you think is more powerful, the CG cutscenes in one or the anime cutscenes in two? Oh God, power! power. <laughs> Definitely, it's got to be the CG. It's right, it's got to be the CG. There's, I, I, unbelievable. I, very, very incredible. Uh, but hopefully, we'll keep an eye on that. I'm always excited to see to see new mech stuff. I felt like 2019 was a very good year for that, and so I'm like worried for 2020. But hopefully, uh, more things will come up in the future. Uh, so I think that's almost about wraps things up for me. Uh, is there anything you wanted to plug? It doesn't have to be mecha related. If you just want to drop your, I don't know, your your Twitch stream or or whatever, you know, please go ahead and and tell the people. 
Sure, I will drop my Twitch stream then. I stream at twitch.tv slash tapioca. Um, recently, I've been mostly into like Yakuza series speedrunning, um, but I do have plans to come back to Zone of the Enders, you know, eventually, the second game specifically. I'd actually, on that note, before we leave, do you feel that Yakuza speedrunning is at all similar to speedrunning Zone of the Enders? I kind of do, actually, um, with specifically the bosses. Um, and trying to figure out boss strats and things like that. Um, most of the boss strats in two are very um, they're very specific and kind of technical, where you have to do the right moves at the right time to try to manipulate the boss and stuff like that. And a lot of the Yakuza bosses, I find, as I route more of them out, they kind of play out the same way. So that may be why both series end up appealing to me. Yeah, no, I, I thought that was an interesting uh, connection, especially too as the Yakuza series has become. You know, so popular here in the West. Well, deservedly. It's a. I mean, I only play it casually, but I have a lot of fun with it. But anyway, I think that's going to wrap things up. Uh, you know, thank you for all the insight into you know your experiences in the Enders and some of your thoughts and opinions on the series. This has been the uh, first issue of Mechanations Overboost. I'll see y'all later as we blast off. 